0: Welcome to All Diverse very So Q, your guide to the ultimate universe. Now on podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week, we're going... Clonin'. Mm-hmm. As we're covering the kind of cult uh, 2000 series Clone High. Uh, it only ran for one season, but it's something that's very close to Devin and I.
1: That it is
0: mm-hmm so way way back oh uh, oh 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 no wait sorry we're doing the ultimate clones saga from ultimate spider-man
1: oh we could just talk about what's it called
0: instead well and we about are
1: spider-verse so we can talk about clone college or clone <laughs> university rather
0: oh such a good joke by lord miller i i want to be in that universe yeah except that in that universe spider-man is dead well, Peter Parker's Spider-Man is dead. Yep. R.I.P. Mm. Mourn you till I join you. Uh, but yeah, we are covering Ultimate Spider-Man 97 through 105, the Ultimate Clone Saga. It's a one-week story! wah pa Or a, shoot, a one-story episode. wah Because this was big very big like i was not reading comics but it was like oh uh they're going to try and do the most infamous story and i don't think it re- well i was going to say i don't know if it got Im- improved cuz dan slot did go back and reapproach the clone saga but i think that was the point where everyone was kind of like oh okay so you're just going to keep doing what you've been doing entire time i guess which was kind of reinventing and improving old stories but it was post superior spider-man run and so i think a lot less attention was on it
1: uh that clone thing that he was doing you're talking about
0: with anubis or whatever
1: yeah yeah that story was bad okay Slott actually hit it out of the park pretty much with all the events that he did Mm -hmm. with that one as the big exception.
0: There, Okay.
1: And then it also ruined the ending of Silk because they wrapped up her ongoing storyline to get her to that crossover event. And then her book was cancelled like two issues later.
0: Oh. I mean, the same thing happened with, uh, the Hercules reboot. So... Uh, yeah. that was killed by spider island but yeah uh, ultimate clone saga we got a bunch of story to cover here it's nice to only have to do one arc and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's some good comics They were written. Just
1: say, this one vastly improves on the clone saga mm-hmm. it takes a like hundred issue storyline and condenses it into Eight issues.
0: While also homaging the initial story and giving mm-hmm. lots of things that people liked. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis, with pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by John Dell, John Sibbal, Drew Hennessy, and Matt Ryan, with colors by Richard Eisenhove Justin Ponzor, Studio F, and Avalon's Andy Troy, with letters by VCs Corey Petit, and for one issue, Chris Eliopoulos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like for an eight-issue story, including their hundredth issue, it it makes sense. Yeah. So last time that we saw Peter, he fought some vampires and it did not go well because another Ben got almost turned into a vampire and he had to work with Morbius. And nobody is excited when Morbius shows up.
1: Nope, except for Jared Leto
0: yeah but he's excited when like a teenage girl who he thinks he can keep quiet shows up because he's got a lot of allegations against him that have just been ignored does he yeah
1: i ignore a lot of jared leto
0: yeah but it's the ignoring how he's been accused of sexual assault because it was like oh hey he's going to play a trans woman who is a hooker in this movie and we we can just forgive him and then we can just keep casting him in things even though he is always the worst part of the movies that he is in. Truth. Remember how Blade Runner 2049 was like, oh, shit, David Bowie died. Let's just put in Jared Leto or Suicide Squad where he was like, oh, I'm going to get super into my character and everyone was like, don't. And, and then he sent people rats, and they were like, don't. And then he didn't get cast in Birds of Prey, and they're like, yeah, fuck you, asshole.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't know. Birds of Prey. For I... me, you get one shot to cast an actor in a role. You don't waste Ewan McGregor on Black Mask
0: i i mean we're at the point where i think dz is just going to start splintering properties so he can go into multiple things
1: i mean that's not the character that you'll waste him on
0: but they could turn black mask into a good character with you in maybe the hopefully he, he could have the higher ground Anakin that is true hopefully
1: they will give that to him and uh but speaking of setting people rats once again, for why I'm super excited for R. Pat's as Batman, is his whole take on method acting. He's just like, you ever notice how no one ever method acts to be like the world's nicest person? They mm-hmm. only method act when it allows them to be an asshole.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, back
1: to Spider-Man.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Oh
1: no, yes, Luke. No. Oh, Tell me. No, no, no,
0: we can probably just do a no. quick like five-minute bonus content where we talk cats versus Star Wars. <laughs> so uh-huh. if you haven't backed the Patreon yet, look forward to that possible content. Uh yes. So Peter tries to reach out to his current girlfriend, Kitty Pride of the X-Men, on the phone, and she is angry that he has been spending time with Mary Jane again after the vampire incident, instead of reaching out to her. And apparently she got grounded for something. Which...
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Thought contrivance. There's a few of those in here. Peter doesn't understand what the issue is, and Kitty explains that he still loves Mary Jane, and she loves him, she being Kitty, but Peter can't keep talking because Aunt May comes in and Peter hangs up on Kitty. Which... Shitty teen move.
1: Yep. Might have
0: just blown it, Pete. Mm hmm. I mean, it's not like he's going to make more bad choices. No. No. The next day at school, Peter and MJ hang out after school at the mall to try and mend things, and Mark Raxton of the Molten Men stops by and is like, hey. And then he leaves. And. Peter and MJ are talking about their relationships, but that's when the mall is more interestingly attacked by a figure dressed like a scorpion who was ranting about not falling for tricks. He won't be fooled again. Wow. Peter switches to Spider-Man to save people, and then the police come in and Scorpion attacks them. Spider-Man is trying to intervene between the police and Scorpion, but the police are also after him. So the fight continues on through the mall as Scorpion continues to rant, and when Peter destroys the Scorpion's mask, he sees his own face <gasps> and realizes that the quotes were from when Peter tried to be a wrestler. <gasps> MJ, meanwhile, gets home from the ball, checks in with her mom, and then is kidnapped from her room by someone else.
1: Is no one safe in this issue, Luke? I don't think so. And also, MJ found out she could be going to Barnard.
0: Because she got that thick letter?
1: Heck yeah.
0: Congrats, MJ, for being kind of early on getting college apps in. Because they're like seniors or oh. juniors at this point? Actually, maybe it wasn't getting the
1: app, it maybe it was just one of those uh, pamphlets to encourage her to come to the college.
0: It's just a sweater in the envelope.
1: Probably. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And there was the one college that sent me a cookie. That was a great day.
0: Oh, dang. I I did not apply to enough colleges to get things because for me it was like, oh, well I have a free ride into community college if I wanted to go there because of the VoTech program that I was in. But I'm just going to this art school that I am unaware (laughs) that is being stripped down for resources by uh, the company that Ran the University of Phoenix, and within five years would have shut down all of the other schools. Oh, seven years, but yeah, nice.
1: Meanwhile, though, at the Baxter Building, the headquarters of the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards is making Johnny drink recycled piss water. <gasps> <to> interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Reed Richards is super into the Bear Grylls show at this point in the game. He's like, yeah, I want to help that man out. (laughs) When they're interrupted by the Spider-Man, bringing in the Scorpion. He makes sure he promises to keep it a secret as they find out the Scorpion's DNA is 94% similar to that of Peter Parker. And Spider-Man reveals that he is also Peter Parker. And (gasps) he's like, yeah, oh, hey, I remember you. Reed calls Nick Fury to ask about the, some cloning and to see if he knows anything, but Fury knows nothing.
0: And I like that Reed has to be like, oh, yeah, and I can scan all of his biosignatures because I put secret tech into Nick Fury's office. And that's how you know that this is not Ultimate's Nick Fury.
1: At the same time, it's just like, yeah, exactly. It's just like real Nick Fury would know.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Peter has to rush home then because he lost track of time, and when he gets there, Aunt May asks if he knows what happened to MJ, which Peter does not, so he runs off to look for, checking at the Watsons' house. He then heads to the warehouse where she ran away to before, and there he encounters a woman in a spider-themed costume. She claims not to know where MJ is, and Peter doesn't believe her, so he attacks, and she is forced to knock him out and leaves him behind, claiming she'll get revenge for all of them. Where Peter gets when Peter gets up, he decides to check his old house when he sees someone going inside, and that someone is <gasps> Gwen Stacy? Previously killed by the symbiote, Little Ben. <gasps> Peter has no idea what is happening and starts to have a panic attack, thinking it's all a hallucination. MJ, meanwhile, wakes up in a tube at the ruins of Oscorp, <gasps> where where a figure who looked exactly like Peter promises he will keep her safe forever. He rants about using his intelligence to keep her safe, but by making his equal, then he but by making her his equal, then he sees that half of his face is messed up. We'll then call she him but then she sees that half of his face is messed up. We'll call him Messy Pete.
0: Aw, oh, messy Pete.
1: Back at the Baxter building, Scorpion Peter wakes up and Reed and Sue introduce themselves and when the zoo, oh, and, and when he mentions the zoo, and then asks how he got back, they mention Spider-Man and he starts to attack, so they are forced to knock him out once again. Reed and Sue rationalize that the clone was a failure and the biographer suit Sue could not be removed without killing him, and they decide to go against Peter's
0: wishes and bring in... Nicholas J. Fury. Gwen tries to recall what she can remember and remembers waking up, seeing a dead doctor, and then being shot at, which are actually memories of Little Ben. And as Peter tries to help her, Aunt May comes in and freaks out, and Gwen and Peter chase after her. Peter tries to calm Aunt May down and explains that he is Spider-Man and isn't sure what has been happening. And she doesn't believe him about being Spider-Man and asks for proof. He climbs on the wall, and she puts the pieces together, and when she has that nice old puzzle, she tells Peter to get out as she starts to break into tears. That's when Richard Parker—yay! Peter's presumably dead dad comes through the door, which doesn't surprise Aunt May, which in turn shocks Peter. Daddy? Meanwhile, Fury, seeing the Scorpion at the Baxter building, calls in the Spider-Slayers and a cleaning crew to go after Spider-Man in Queens. Richard pulls Peter in for a long hug, and Aunt May tells them all to get out. Peter is now obstinate, though, and asks if May knew about Richard. And she said she wanted to protect Peter, and Richard is just like, Let's all eat cold pizza and talk. Sounds like a dad. As the pizza party at Aunt May's house continues, Richard explains where Gwen came from because the uh, symbiote that he had worked on with the Brocks failed because of Bolivar Trask's demands to weaponize it. So they ended up getting sued into oblivion and then they got a second chance to fix things with Trask. So he and Mary Parker, his wife slash Peter's mom and the Brocks were going to fly to Chicago, but Richard got cold feet knowing that trask still wanted to weaponize the suit so he refused to get onto the plane angering everyone and then everybody died except for him you know why
1: he had his tray table up luke
0: no he didn't get on the fucking plane Devin.
1: god that makes more sense
0: thank you thank you for that though uh so everyone thought that richard was dead and he didn't think that he could raise peter better than may and ben so Henry Gyrick of the CIA approached him, asking for help opposing Nick Fury's ultimate plans to form the Ultimates as a underground geneticist. Geirich it was
1: con- nice to see Mr. Gyrick show up.
0: Mm-hmm. Gyrick convinced Richard that he was being targeted by Trask and they needed also stay one step ahead of Fury uh, so they could get the tech. And then once they were able to do that, they could fix the system that needed the symbiote weaponized, and they were going to use the symbiote to help people. When Spider-Man fought the Eddie symbiote, Richard saw that footage and figured out that it was his kid who Fury was already working with.
1: He didn't (gasps) figure it out. Garrick had to tell him because Richard seems kind of dumb at
0: times. I mean, yeah, Richard is a big old dum-dum. Who's that 15-year-old boy? That's your son, dummy. Richard went to talk to May, who was rightfully pissed off that he was alive and who told him to stay away from Peter. Richard then checked on Peter to see that he was happy with his life before Gyrick explained that he had pulled Kurt Connor's symbiote research. And before he is able to explain how that led to Gwen coming back to life, Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. appear. Blame, 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 blame. Messy Pete. Meanwhile, is attacked by a six-armed Spider-Man before he can transform MJ, the two Spider-Man fight, and Messy Pete seemingly kills six-armed Spider-Man. And in the Stress of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s appearance, Gwyn transforms back into Little Ben and attacks. Aunt May has a heart attack, and Messy Pete at Oscorp has transformed MJ.
1: Everyone's having a good time. <gasps> As Little Ben attacks, the Tinker is trying to figure out how to respond to the symbiote with the AI Spider Slayers, and Fury orders them to just fire towards the house. Inside, as lasers start coming through, Richard tells Peter to get out to stop everyone so he can save Aunt May, so Peter runs out and punches Fury, who then shoots him, telling him the situation has become too expensive to keep him around. The Tinker Spider Slayer shoots at Peter as well, but that's when the Fantastic Four come and tell them to stop, and Little Ben tosses the thing across New York. Peter tells them about Aunt May and his dad being inside, and the team rushes in to help against Furious Orders. Sue runs in to help, and Richard, a doctor, has no idea how to help Aunt May with a heart attack, so she asks him to come with her to the hospital, while Reed literally tangles with Little Ben. It was hot.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I Sue... do like that as a way of stopping Little Ben.
1: No, yeah. yeah. Sue offers to free Peter, but he refuses and starts punching bots. And when Fury has the Slayer's open fire, Little Ben is caught up in the blast and turns back into Gwen, who falls unconscious. Confused and dealing with a lot, Fury tells Peter to either go with him willingly or by force. Back at OzCorp, MJ is unsure of what the Oz has done to her and starts to panic, transforming into a large, red, hairy devil.
0: A specifically not horny, large, red, hairy devil. Correct. Which... Congrats for that choice.
1: Good job, Mr. Bagley. You did not take it to a weird place.
0: Because she's a minor.
1: Truth. Reed pleads to Fury to let Peter be free when the mysterious Spider-Woman kidnaps Peter and runs off with him, freeing him from the shackles. She reveals as they go on the run that she's a clone of him that was designed to be a biologically female. She was created by Ben Riley with all of Peter's memories, with support from the CIA, she was the most successful one, and he planned to remove her memories and plant her with new ones as Jessica Drew, the Spider-Woman. The CIA planned to weaponize all the clones, but she passed out before Ben told her about for what reason.
0: Cassandra, yeah, that, it, it, it was weird because he's literally like, you're probably wondering what's going on right now. Well, you're a girl, and we designed you to be a weapon. Also, we're going to wipe your memories, so you won't remember any of this. I don't know why this is going to help you acclimate. Have you seen my son, Little Ben?
1: He's my favorite.
0: He's killed multiple people.
1: (laughs) Chip off the old block. Cassandra Webb, meanwhile, was brought in to help girl Peter with her powers when Little Ben escaped and knocked out the power, releasing the other four previous clones that were being developed. Also, Richard was there and tried to make them go back home, but they all left. (laughs) Richard, you nerd. No, stop. Go back home. Please. Girl Peter mentions how MJ was taken by a clone, and that's when they arrive at Oscorp, where they see Monster MJ attacking Messy Pete. They find Six-Armed Spider-Man, who explains what happened, and Peter talks to MJ, and she changes back. Messy Pete is happy, and Peter punches him in the face, and he's angry because there shouldn't have been any Oz left except that he was provided with some by the mastermind of this clone saga, Dr. Otto
0: Octavius. (gasps) At the Xavier School, the news reaches Kitty about Spider-Man's troubles, and she runs off to request help from Xavier. Xavier tries to calm her down, but she brings up all the times that Spider-Man has helped the X-Men, so they get prepped. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Sue and Richard are there and Sue, suspicious, takes a blood sample from Richard and sends it to the Baxter Building. Over email, I guess. Like, I I, yeah. I get that the Baxter Building computers would have super good DNA analysis technology, but how are you sending that? Anyways, back at Oscorp. It's called an attachment, Luke. <laughs> Back at Oscorp, Peter's furious as Octavius, Fury, the other members of the Fantastic Four, and S.H.I.E.L.D. are there. Octavius takes his credit for the clones as Fury works to keep everyone civil. Peter asks the Fantastic Four to take MJ to reverse the Oz formula, and when Messy Pete gets angry, he gets zapped so everyone tries to calm down again. Octavius plans to take away all the clones and Fury tries to place him under arrest. So Octavius explains that... And this is a weird thing because Octavius claims to work for the FBI, not the CIA, and then they just stick with the CIA, the FBI for the rest of the story. Made a deal with him to be released to create heroes to oppose Dick Fury, which is why Fury knew nothing about this.
1: Well, you see, Richard probably was just a little confused, or they were. That's how Gyric was just tricking Fury, or er, not Fury, uh, Richard. Yeah. Yeah, I work for the CIA.
0: Why does that say FBI? You're illiterate, Richard. After the grief from your dead wife. Uh, So Octavius goes about being above the law, and this has all been there to destroy Peter's life. Back at the hospital, Sue finds out that Richard's DNA matches Peter over 99%, which means that Richard is the father, right? That's how genetics works truth. and Richard, He
1: inherited nothing from the mom.
0: And Richard is like, I think I'm a clone now. Oh, it seems to be more than one around. Because uh, he reads over his shoulder and then runs off. Octavius reveals that he was behind all the clones, and that included Richard, who is actually an aged version of Peter Parker. Peter asks Fury to give him ten minutes alone before he goes with Fury and octavius is like no fury you should wait here and hold on to all these peters but fury sides with peter and the spider-man attack octavius reveals that he doesn't just have control over the metallic arms that he had as he kills six-armed spider-man he has power over metal and it is a very good reveal it was a good reveal And at the Baxter building, MJ wakes up as they try and explain the situation, and she transforms and attacks. Meanwhile, at the rooftop hospital, Sue talks to Richard Pete, a.k.a. Papa Pete. A.k.a. Daddy Pete.
1: (laughs) Peter does refer to him as Daddy in the issue.
0: Daddy, can you hear me? Daddy, can you be me? Are you just a clone in my home of me? Do you know that that is your destiny? Are you going to get old suddenly? Improv. And meanwhile, at and meanwhile, outside Isles corp, Gyric of the FBI appears and stands off with Nick Fury, who plays dumb until he realizes that Gyric's career depends on hiding Octavius's activity. And inside Oscorp, Peter and Girl Pete face off against Octavius, who summons arms just because he likes the gimmick. It's a good gimmick.
1: It is a good. You stick with what you know.
0: Back at the Baxter building, Monster MJ accidentally frees Scorpion, but when she sees his face, she calms down, faints, and then Scorpion Pete faints because he saw her turn back.
1: As the Peters are fighting, Octavius notices them being quiet, and the two tandem punch him in the face, knocking him out. They find that Six-Arm Pete and Messy Peter are both dead. Girl Pete tries to convince Peter to go on the run, so he decides to surrender, while Girl Pete decides to leave. Peter comes out with Octavius. Fury notes that Girl Pete is missing, and Peter is angry about Gyrick. Johnny interrupts, them and flies Peter away to MJ. Meanwhile, Papa Pete asks Sue to be friends with Peter, because he'll need people to rely on before he dies.
0: Yeah, Papa Pete suddenly gets really old for no reason. Yeah. Sue is like, do your hands look like the hands of a 50-year-old man? And he looks at them and he's like, oh no, I'm (laughs) aging!
1: At the Baxter building, a cured MJ's awake. explains the situation and they embrace. Peter realizes he was wrong to worry about MJ being hurt as a reason to break up with her. Dr. Storm and Reed think that she should be safe, and Reed also offers to cure Peter's spider powers. Peter asks to think about it, and then asks her to stay with Reed, and then has Johnny fly him off. Seconds later, Fury, Captain America, Iron Man and Walsh show up looking for Peter, and MJ asks why, because she knows Peter wants to be a hero and help people. X-Men land at Peter's house and find Aunt May had had a heart attack and head to the hospital to look for Peter, Peter's already at the hospital, finds Sue, and talks about what happened, and that he is just very tired. Fair. Very fair. Peter takes a moment to apologize to Aunt May for lying while she's unconscious, when his spider sense triggers as Fury and the Ultimate show up. Fury explains he showed up to take down Spider-Man because he believed he could always become a villain. Fury admits that he was wrong and could be someone great. Fury leaves and Peter tells him to tell Reed he's going to pass on the offer. Yeah, May wakes up as the X-Men arriving. I I,
0: I do like that moment because he doesn't say what the offer is at all. In Fury, like, I think that he would, I think that he could choose to be like, oh, I could just cue your powers? Great idea!
1: Then I don't have to worry about anything ever again.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, May wakes up as the X-Men arriving. Kitty asks Xavier to wipe Spider-Man's identity from May's mind, but he says no because he doesn't plan to sleep with because he doesn't plan to sleep with Aunt May, and it would be unethical. Kitty storms off, and Peter and
0: Aunt May hug. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in town, Sharon Carter shows up to basically cover up the story saying it was classified, but that Spider-Man helped, as MJ and her mama reunited, and Agent Jimmy Woo has something to yeah. share. Yeah. Jimmy Woo.
1: Everyone's favorite agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jimmy Woo.
0: Mm-hmm. Peter ends up finding Girl Pete and she decides to start a new life as Jessica Drew and Peter gives her the rundown on the fallout and they hug and she swings off with organic web shooters. Back at the Triskelion, Fury has Scorpion Pete and and Stasis for studying while MJ and her mom greet Peter. The cover story is that Norman Osborn stole MJ and she was saved by Spider-Man. MJ and Peter kiss because they'll now be living together for a bit since S.H.I.E.L.D. destroyed Aunt May's house, and as they kiss, they are unaware that Kitty Pride has been watching them, and they're unaware that both of them have a lot of trauma to deal with. The end! The end. What a buck wild story. Clone
1: Saga for the good times. Mm-hmm.
0: And are you ready for my theory, Devin?
1: What, Luke?
0: Peter Parker is trans. Ultimate Peter Parker is trans.
1: I do not feel like that's true, but sure, Luke, tell me why.
0: Okay. So, you remember when Peter and Wolverine swapped bodies? Yes. And Peter was incredibly uncomfortable in the body. Yes. He had, like, feelings of dysphoria and felt that it was not his body.
1: Because it was not.
0: Mm-hmm. Girl, Pete, aka uh, I am already blanking on her Jessica name. Drew. Yeah, yeah, Jessica Drew is put into a body that has all of Peter's memories. Therefore, if Peter was uncomfortable with that, he would have similar feelings of dysphoria, and. Jessica Drew would also have memories of, oh, here are all these people who could probably get me into a body that fits what I need. Instead, what does Jessica Drew do? She's like, oh, no, I'm just going to start a new life. This feels fine for me. And it is completely caused by Bendis not thinking at all about dysphoria because it was 2006 when he wrote this and there was not good trans representation. But it's the gift that keeps giving because this is also. A Peter Parker who never has a moment to really consider identity, partially because Bendis is not thinking about identity, but it's like all those stories where it's like, oh, you can read this character as gay because he's uninterested in women. Because they were like, oh, here's a story beat that I think would be funny. I'm not going to think about it at all. But yeah, I brought it up with several uh, trans people who I know, and they're like, oh, yep, yeah, Peter is an egg. So, yeah, that's my ongoing theory that Peter Parker is trans in the Ultimate Universe. Interesting. hmm Uh, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there, but you know what else we can put someplace? What, Luke? Uh, The story? Yeah, yeah, we can rank the story. Ultimate Spider-Man, Volume 1, Numbers 97 through 105, The Ultimate Clone Saga. I feel like this is probably top five. I would agree. Because Hollywood has a lot more, like Hollywood is a similarly big story, but I feel like there's some stuff.
1: With some classic Octavius action.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like comparatively this is a bit unwieldy
1: at yeah, times. A little
0: bit.
1: Uh to be fair, it was also him trying to tackle the most unwieldy of stories. hmm
0: So it was ambitious. Yes. Uh our number two is more than you bargain for. Which is the kitty pride uh meet cute. I think. Mm, uh, yes. And then right under that is public scrutiny. I'd be fine putting this above public scrutiny right under more than you bargained for. Me too. Alright, so a new uh number three is uh Ultimate Clone Saga. And Devin, we got a single question in this week. What's that question, Luke? I'm opening up that question. Tell us more. Oh, uh, Play Comics Podcast wants to know if more Luke's and Devon's are a good thing. Like, if we should be cloned. Probably not. Uh, uh, I mean, I'd probably just start more podcasts. Guess you probably would. What would you do if you
1: had a second Devon? I don't know. Well, he would go to work while I just did whatever I felt like.
0: I I guess, but I mean, wouldn't that lead into the classic clone dilemma where one of them tries to replace you because they want to be the one who doesn't have to go to work?
1: Probably. We'd take turns.
0: Okay, okay. see, I'm making sure that you're going to be fair to clone Devin. All right, well, Devin... Yes, Luke. Wild question. Do you know what we're covering next week? Some X Men, Luke. Yeah, I forgot to <laughs> look up what we are covering next time on Ultiversal Q, uh, because uh it's going to be a back to back week because we are leading up to our uh like hundredth episode. Or our two hundredth episode. Or what is the number on that? Golly gosh. Uh yes.
1: I don't know. I guess quite cheerfully we should only be thinking about the fiftieth episode for this one.
0: Uh January uh twenty-sixth is going to be our two hundredth numbered episode of multiversal q slash of Q. Yay. hmm uh, Ultimate X-Men seventy-five. Oh oh we're we're gonna be dealing with some cable
1: you know everyone's favorite son
0: well no that's that's team cable who everybody loves and then aftermath oh and we're also dealing with sentinels yeah so oh and the underneath and cliffhangers so we got a bunch of stories coming up next time on our x-men packed episode leading into our 200th episode with hopefully a special guest But, uh, yeah. Devin, where can people find you online?
1: Oh, you can find me online at FredoFet. That's And Luke, where can people find you?
0: You can find me online at, at Coltrick. That's K O L T R E G. Uh, you can also find both of us on the Now on Stasis Exiled podcast. And I'm also on the RPG Pals Club podcast. And there's new stuff in the works coming from me. Uh, if you like the show, please let us know send us an email multiverso q at gmail.com or on twitter or leave us a review let us know if you leave us a review especially if it's on a system that we don't normally check those reviews help new people find us and there is a desire for people to know what happens in weird what if comics so we i think that we've been doing a good job of it i enjoyed this episode me too so yeah and then if you're backing us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, you can get that bonus content of Devin and I talking about Star Wars and cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that wraps us up for now. We'll see you next week on another Ultiverse OQ. Peace. Peace.